Hello, my name is Shannon Blosser, and I am the pastor here at P. Rich and I Methodist Church in Huntington, West Virginia. Typically in this podcast, we offer a rebroadcast of our Sunday sermon. Unfortunately, our streaming device did not allow us to record the sermon this week. So I thought what I would do is come on here and talk for a little bit about what does it mean to worship God? Sunday in our sermon, we looked at Amos chapter 5, 14 through 15, then 21 through 24, and we talked about this concept of worship that leads us out into our community, that leads us out into our neighborhood to continue the worship, to continue to do the work of God, and to continue to seek the avenues that bring forth justice and God's righteousness into our community. So today I thought I'd share a little bit about worship and how we worship God. And what does it mean for us to worship together? So I invite you to hear this word again from Amos, from the message translation. We'll pray, and then we'll talk for a little bit about worship. Seek good and not evil, and live. You talk about God, the God of the angel armies, being your best friend. Well, live like it, and maybe it will happen hate evil and love good, then work it out in the public square. Maybe God, the God of angel armies, will notice your remnant and be gracious. I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religious projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? Do you know what I want? I want justice, oceans of it. I want fairness, rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. Again, that's Amos chapter 5, verse 14 through 15, then again 21 through 24, the passage we read yesterday in worship, but I invite you to hear this word of prayer. Holy God, as we come to reflect upon the idea of worship, enable us to hear your word and to grow closer to you. Through Christ we pray. Amen. As I said yesterday in the sermon, worship is something that I truly love. It is something that I truly enjoy preparing for each week. When I finish this podcast, I'll finish the order of worship for Sunday morning, Christ the King Sunday, which is next week. This idea that we gather to celebrate the majesty and the beauty and the royalty, the lordship of Christ. Next week is also the last day of the Christian year, the last Sunday of the Christian calendar. We often forget that. We look at a calendar that runs from January to 1 to December 31st and think that's the year. But for Christians, for followers of Christ, our year runs from the first Sunday of Advent to the Christ the King Sunday. It's a reminder that we are called to live differently, to worship differently, and to focus in on what really matters. But what does it mean to worship? What does it mean for us to worship God? To worship means that we adore God, to give our heart to God, to give our life to God, to Praise God for who God is and what God has done in our life. 
Worship is the response of faithful people in result of what God has done for us. All throughout Scripture, we see stories of worship. And we see stories of people worshiping God and praising God for what God has done. Whether it's creating the world, whether it's redeeming the people out of slavery, whether it's sending his son into the world, or whether it is through the resurrection. We see the people of God, our spiritual ancestors, offering their love and heart to God, seeking to praise the Lord and to give their entire life to God as an act of love and grace and hope. So worship is a response that is both individual and it is also corporate. It is individual in that everything we do as followers of God is to be done worshipfully. It is to be done in a sense of adoration and praise towards God. It is to be done with a hope to praise God in what we do and who we are. We call this living a Christ-like life. And so when we live a Christ-like life, when we live this Christ-like existence with one another, we live worshipfully. We live other-referenced and live with a desire to focus on God in everything that we do. So when we worship as individuals, it's not about us necessarily going off into the woods and and praying in, in nature. It is about living our entire life in such a way that we do everything for God. How we raise our families is done worshipfully in a way of honoring God and how we care for our families and our children and seeking a, a holy life for them. How we work and how we take care of our employees or how we take care of one another. Or how we respond to the crises in our world and do so not out of our political agendas, but out of a desire to seek God. Everything we do as individuals is done worshipfully. But we also worship as a community in a corporate body. If you are a follower of Christ, you are called to worship with other believers. We do not worship in isolation. We do not worship on our own. We do not worship just by ourselves. We worship with a corporate body. And we're reminded throughout Scripture, especially in Acts 2 and other places, that it is important for the body of Christ to come together, to worship, to pray, to hear the Scriptures read together, to read and reflect, to hear the sermon, to disciple together, to study together, but also to fellowship and share in communion and the fellowship of God and to practice the sacraments. That corporate time of worship reminds us that we are not alone, that there are other believers on this journey of faith and life with us. That corporate body also calls us into the holy existence of doing everything to God and everything with God. And so it reminds us to practice that which we seek to live in our daily lives. I know in my life, before I, I recognized my call to ministry, when I was not going to church as often, my life struggled to live out that life. And so the more that we are worshiping with other believers, we are held accountable, we are encouraged with one another, and we are reminded that we are not alone. 
So we worship as individuals, we worship as a corporate body, we worship together in the love of God and the hope of God. But we worship in such a way that we continue to worship. As I said earlier, everything that we do is to be done worshipfully. Everything that we do is done directed to God. And when we come together as a corporate body, it means that our focus is to be praising God in everything we do. The church is not a business, and the church is not a social club. We are a living, breathing representative of Christ in a broken and hurting world. Which means that everything we do in the church, from how we take care of our administration, our finances, to how we seek to be a living presence in our communities, to be done with a sense of giving praise and honor to God. It's not to be done to just simply survive and keep the doors open for another year. It's to be done with a way of asking God, where are you leading us? How are you guiding us? And who do you desire for us to be? When worship is done in this way, both as individuals and as a corporate body, it will challenge us. It will challenge us to move away from simply seeing worship as a way to entertain or glorify our own senses. It will challenge us to ask ourselves, how are we seeking to glorify God and adore God and praise God in all that we do? And it will challenge us to think through how we are doing things in our families, in our jobs, in our community, and even in the church to praise God. Worship should challenge us and equip us, more importantly, to be the living witness of Christ. And so what I love about worship is that it senses, centers our body into praising God. It guides us to this idea that God is always around us and leading us and shepherding us. It reminds us that everything we do is for God. I love worship. I love planning worship. I love thinking about worship. I love talking about worship. And I hope you do too. And my prayer for you is that everything you do is done worshipfully and with a sense of hope and grace. And so I look forward to sharing and worship with you next Sunday as we end the Christian year with Christ the King Sunday as we talk about the magnificent nature of Christ and his lordship. We'll read Isaiah 9, verse 2 through 7 that was used in Handel's Messiah. And we'll talk about what it means to be centered in this mighty counselor of God. I look forward to sharing that with you this week. I look forward to talking to you again. But may God bless you. May his face shine upon you. And may he give you peace always. God bless.